0: Stand up, Nuggets Nation. It's now time for the Mile High Hoops podcast with Zach By. Presented by Superbook Sports. On your home for the most Nuggets content. Denver's Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops podcast presented by Superbook. As always, I am your host, Zach Bai. And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the podcast. Reacting to another road win for the Denver Nuggets. 122 to 119 in comeback fashion in Indiana as the Pacers get dropped you know the pacers were actually playing pretty good basketball guys and i know that um maybe here in denver or even um around the league the pacers aren't you know widely talked about kind of in the blind spot, a little bit, um, if you will, uh, not a ton of household, you know, names or stars, but this was a team that had won four of their last five. I believe it was uh, three in a row at home, and Denver goes in there, and I'd like to say take care of business, but it wasn't. It wasn't that simple. Um, this game, I think will be remembered, for one, the comeback fashion in which it happened. Down 18 points at uh, one point in this one. And Nikola Jokic, you know, really the big storyline here, um, or one of, probably the 1A, is Nikola Jokic in foul trouble, only playing 21 minutes. I don't know how many of those were in the first half. It felt like, I don't know, felt like he played like nine minutes in the first half. Maybe Maybe it was less, maybe it was seven. It felt like two. I mean, he got in foul trouble so damn quickly. And look, the officials did not have their best night. Um, If you've been listening to this podcast, though, for any um, legitimate duration, I I don't come in here and talk about the officials. Just not going to do it. Um, it, You know, you're going to have good whistles, bad whistles, good nights, bad nights. Last night was a bad whistle for both teams. I just didn't think the refs had their best night. But, but. That doesn't mean that Nikola Jokic didn't get his own self into foul trouble. He did, all right, and he's he's got to know better than that. And, um, you know, he go he he get, he left this basketball game. He left this basketball game with, I believe it was. Have it here, in my notes here. Um, I forget if it was the challenge on Miles Turner on the and one or if there was a foul immediately after that. I think I think the foul on Miles Turner, the and one was his fourth foul. And I, I don't even think he should have been left in the game once he got. And this is, you know, armchair quarterback stuff. I understand. But once your star player picks up his third foul that early into the second quarter and guys, that was over six minutes in the second left. He picks up his third foul, Malone leaves him in there, and immediately, I, I don't know if it was the, uh, the, the very next possession, but it was in two, within two or three possessions after he picks up that third foul, Malone rolls the dice, and now he's you know getting into that and one situation with Miles Turner. Mike Malone uh, challenged the play. It was unsuccessful. I thought it was a bad challenge, and I didn't even need to see the replay. I didn't even need to see the replay to know that that was a bad challenge. And then they show you the shot from overhead and yeah, I mean it was it you know some sort of, you know, flagrant foul or over the top or you know just so obvious. No, that's that, that's why Malone challenged it. But that still doesn't make it a good challenge. Like, it has to be conclusive, overwhelming uh, evidence to say, yeah, he didn't foul him. And th- that just was not going to be the case. It just simply was not going to be the case. So, Jokic has to know better that if you're going to have your co- coach trust you with three fouls, um, you know, midway through the second quarter, not even, you, you have to know to not put yourself in that situation. He did. And then Malone compounds it with a challenge. Um Covering the Broncos here uh, the way that I did um, through the Vic Fangio era, Vic Fangio, we ended up um, nicknaming them uh, wish flags, that you just like wish it was different at that moment in the game, so you threw the flag. And they were wildly unsuccessful. It was hilarious to follow through the years. But that's what Mike Malone did um, on Wednesday night, and he's just got to know better. He's he's too um, tenured. He's too, too much of a veteran coach to throw "quote" "unquote" wish flags. Just dumb. Don't do it. Don't compound the mistake. You shouldn't have had him out there in the first place after the third foul in my opinion. Okay? That's my opinion. When he picks up that third foul with that much time left, get him the hell out of there. That's the first mistake. The second mistake is Jokic committing the foul uh immediately after picking up that third foul, and then Mike Malone compounds it with a challenge challenging a bad Foul call. So a three pronged failure there in that first half. And in a season like last season, there is 0% chance that the Nuggets have the personnel, let alone the intestinal fortitude, to battle back from 18 down. Okay. They just didn't have the weaponry. And this year they do. And it was just so fun to watch. Guys like Aaron Gordon, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, a um, uh, 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 Bones Highland. Um, I mean, that, that, that was a collective team win. Now, Jokic ends up coming back in in crunch time and still somehow <laughs> led the Nuggets in scoring. He played 21 minutes and ended up with 24 points. It was a plus 11, had 11 assists and four rebounds. Um, yeah, I mean, this guy, I don't know what to, I don't know what to say. I mean, I, 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 he, he plays the least amount of minutes by a wide margin between the starters and somehow leads the team in scoring shoots 50% from the field, Uh, made a three, by the way, which was nice to see. It had been uh, a minute, um, in that. In that regard there, uh, let me pull up the game log here because nothing's coming to mind here. Okay, he made one against San Antonio on Saturday in that blowout win at home. Um, but beyond that, Jokic has really struggled from three-point range of uh, this season. He's had games. Um, I remember the game last week. So I guess a- actually we could go exactly from the time of recording as it's Thursday morning, November 10th. Um, He didn't even take a three against Oklahoma City. Uh, It was a couple weeks back. He didn't even take a three against uh, Portland. And um, I don't know if it has anything to do with the wrist, from this this off season, um, if it's just a confidence thing, but yeah, he's uh, but it was so anyway. I mentioned it because it was good to see it go down. Uh, but yo, he just it's just hilarious. Five fouls in twenty one minutes, uh, but was out there when it mattered the very most, and the Nuggets were eking out a win. They won the fourth quarter, thirty three to twenty four. They won the third quarter, thirty three to twenty five. So the second half. Was sixty six to forty nine after giving up seventy in the first half. Like the the, the first half, you talk about like these NBA guys. It's so funny too. Like to watch the first six minutes of that game, it was it was warm ups, not as in like you take a layup, I take a layup. Although there was some of that. Um, it's so funny in the NBA, man. These guys use the first half of the first quarter to legitimately get warm. Like to legitimately get warm, so it's like a lot of times these the the the, the actual warm up period, it's sort of walking and beginning to jog, and then the first four, or five, sometimes even six minutes of that first quarter, it's a jog where you're beginning to run, like you're building off the warm up, which is just you know, it's so funny to see, um, because you're at the professional level and it's just you know the lack of urgency in the first like if any like how about this if Aaron Gordon. Um, approach the first six minutes like he approached the second half without Jokic, or, or even the second half of the second quarter. He would have pulled down nine rebounds in the first four or five minutes of the game. No joke. Um, and speaking of Aaron Gordon, let, let, let's let's just give a dedicated uh, shout out here. I thought of any player that accepted the not the mantle, but rather just the moment of O.F. Nikola Jokic is we're not going to see him for almost like an hour of real time. Once he picks up that fourth foul with over six minutes left in the second quarter, I thought that guy just embraced the moment. Now, now, sometimes with A.G. he's so forceful that he can um, be doing a little bit too much, and you're like, oh, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" Like you don't you don't have to be taking the ball off the court right now, um, which he did that in the last game too. Actually, with other guys like, "Hey, I'm I'm right here." Outlet. It's like brings it all the way up the court, gets under the hoop. He snapped it to Jokic. This is in the last game for a wide open three. Um, so sometimes it's like, "Oh, don't do that! Don't do that!" And it's like, "Oh, okay, it, it actually worked out." Um, there can be some of that in in AG's game, but but I'll say this, I don't think they win without Aaron Gordon. I don't. He had a particular intensity on Wednesday night in Indiana and ends up producing uh 18 points and 16 rebounds. Gosh, I thought it was 17 in my notes last night. ESPN.com's box score has it at 16 rebounds, but also 6 assists for Aaron Gordon, a steal, um getting to the free throw line like he he went 7 of 9 from the free throw line and that's where Aaron Gordon like he does have a package of moves um that he's developed over time he definitely did not have these coming out of Arizona um but he has this package of moves that can he puts himself in a position where it's so compromising as a defender. Like you have to either jump with him for a potential and one or you're sending him to the free throw line for two, or you're just gonna let him explode and finish. And he puts himself really in these awesome, uh, conflicting for the defender situations where he's ending up with one of those three, an uncontested finish, an and one, or he's going to the free throw line uh for two. And you just saw that over and over uh again. And it was just, uh, again, just great to see. Again, sometimes flirts with doing a little bit too much. Like, hey, you know, oh, we're going to the step back three again? <laughs> you know? Um, but um, I love it. Look, I'd rather, you know, am, am I, I'm about to paraphrase what my college coach used to tell me. Brian Bury, um, New York State Hall of Famer at the College of St. Rose at the, the Division Two level, he would say, look, it's so much easier to pull a horse back than to try to get a horse going. And uh Aaron Gordon is um the the, the former and not the latter. So you just love to see it. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. seventeen points uh three of seven from the uh, uh three of seven from three I thought it was going to be four of seven. Um, His toe was on the line on an early three, but he continues to shoot it well. Not the 50% variety that he had been shooting, but three of seven, like, right? You sign up for that. Um, Jamal Murray, you know, didn't set the world on fire, but you're seeing his minutes, by the way. Look at Jamal Murray's minutes on Wednesday night in Indiana. Um, And then you look at the uh, San Antonio um, most recent game on Monday, he played 32 minutes and then followed it up with a 30 minute uh, night. You know, you look at the first handful of games of the year, clearly on a minute restriction playing in the mid 20s. And it seems like they're opening up um, the bandwidth for him uh, from a physical standpoint to, to to be out there and look, um, you know, didn't uh, like I said, didn't set the world on fire per se, but there was some big shots and you know he made a big three in the second half of that game when they're on the comeback and it it was it was one of those ones at the park where they you know guys shooting it says off right off to like let us you know people know like hey this is coming off the rim and then it hits off glass and you say Lee good. Off lee good, and that's what that that was the sequence for Jamal Murray's high glass banking three uh when they were on the comeback trail, so look, you take the way you you, t- you take it how you can get it you you've now won four in a row, you've started this road trip off uh winning your first two and like That's like the baseline for a team like the Nuggets who are trying to be in a championship conversation, who are trying to finish at the top half of the Western Conference. If you're someone like me who's very bullish on them, think they can win 55, 56 games this year, um, you, 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 you draw... Um, A baseline of success for a four-game road trip at two and two, right? You got to go two and two, but then you win those first two, and you look ahead to uh, um, uh, the Celtics and then the Bulls. It's like, hey, we steal one of those, come back with a three and one record on a four-game road trip. You'd be, um, I think, five and four on the road, and then you would be. Right now, they're eight and three. You love to see it. They've won eight of their last 10, four in a row. That's tied for the longest winning streak uh, right now, currently in the NBA. Um, And you got a chance. Look, you got a chance to be nine and four coming back from this road trip. That's that's a low-key big deal for where we're at um, in November. And and especially, and we talked about this in previous episodes, like this month in particular is going to be the craziest travel month Um, of the Nuggets season. I'm not going to reset it step by step. Um, You can pull it up for yourself on the schedule to go back and listen um, in the archives there. Um, Contavious Caldwell Pope I thought was great with a capital G. I mean, in 31 minutes going 5-7 from the field, 3-4 from three, and the back-to-back nature of of the two threes uh, in the second half where the nuggets were storming back he's in the left corner for both of them just so buttery and i i just i'm falling in love uh, all over again with what I thought we were going to see from a fit standpoint when KCP was brought on in the offseason. We we talked about it in the additions of him and Bruce Brown. We just absolutely loved those additions for this team in particular at this particular point in time. And it's coming up in spades from both guys. Like, even though Bruce Brown didn't, um, you know, um, it wasn't super effective offensively. He was just one of five for two points from the field. Um, he has a great you know defensive play at the start of the fourth quarter, the very first possession of the fourth quarter. You're trying to carry the momentum from the third over to the fourth. And he sort of dug at the ball from behind. And I forget who was freaking shooting the shot. So I apologize, but he dug at the ball from behind. Maybe it was Buddy Heald. I forget he dug up the ball from behind the offensive players in front of him pulls up Bruce Brown blocks the shot from behind and gets it out to um, Aaron Gordon, who ended up finishing an and one in transition. It was just an absolute tone setter for that fourth quarter. So although, um, um, you know, Bruce Brown, uh, we're not coming in here raving about him finishing games and knocking in a bunch of shots. Uh, He was a footnote to the game, but a very important one. And I think that's like, you know, really one of the overarching takeaways of this game is that like this was a team win. This was a team win. This wasn't like, oh, you know, Jokic got in foul trouble. So Jamal went nuts or Jokic got in foul trouble. And no, it was like it, it took everyone. You know, Bones Highland and you look at the box score and and, and and Bones was both good and bad. I'm not trying to like do a like an overarching, just sweeping like Bones was great. He wasn't great. Um, but like situationally and time and like considering the sensitivity of the time and the score and the comeback from down 18 points like Bones made plays. Uh, DeAndre Jordan made plays. Um, Jeff Green, not a ton, although he did put Jackson on a freaking poster early um, in that game actually in the first uh, first quarter maybe midway through the first or whatever it was Um, but Isaiah Jackson made a mistake of jumping with Jeff Green Um, even as old as Uncle Jeff is just putting it on his freaking cranium you just love to see it but like um, uh, KCP of course made plays we talked about Jamal MPJ Aaron Gordon like this was a collective win and Mike Malone after the game Michael Malone after the game called it a character win Um, and I agree. I agree, like if you're going to win, if you're going to win 55 games, like I think that they can, like you are going to have to go 3-1 and one, uh, on, on this road trip. You do have to win in Indiana, you know, even despite all the circumstances of being down 18 points and coming back in the way that they did. So um, uh, I mentioned Bones, that three at the end of the third, how big was that? It wasn't quite a buzzer beater, there was like one second left, but that three made it 95-89, I thought that was one of the biggest shots of the night, from bones and when he hit that in my mind's eye i said oh and they got the big fella coming back in the in the fourth nuggets gonna win this game nuggets are gonna win this game and they did and uh i just love it 122 119 in indiana like i said the nuggets move to eight and three they go to two and zero on this road trip um they're, they're perfect at home, so take care of business. Uh, we have, um, like I already said, it's the Celtics on Friday evening. Um, that's at 5 o'clock here locally in the Mountain Time Zone, so an early start there, followed by uh, a Sunday evening game in Chicago, and then they have a couple days off before they come back home on Wednesday and host the New York Knicks all right we 'll leave it there for now. Guys, have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend. Be good to each other, rate, subscribe, please tell a friend that 's the best way to support this podcast and there 's really not even a second a secondary way that uh, even comes close to word of mouth and telling a friend about this pod. I sincerely appreciate it. Shout out to our friends at Superbook Sports, who are back on as a sponsor for the rest of the season it 's very exciting stuff, almost as exciting as the Nuggets having a four-game winning streak uh, tied for the longest in the NBA. And they've won six of seven. Here we go. See what they can do in Boston. See what they can do in Chicago. And whatever happens over the weekend, guys, you know we'll be talking about it right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast.